So just to give, I'll, I'll give you a very brief career background and uh, some thoughts on things that were going through my mind at that point in time and decisions that I had to make. Uh, and then talk about what it's like in my current role. This is something Janie wanted us to look at. Issues that I've met, maybe the major issues, and advice. So um, I was actually an Oxford undergraduate uh, a while ago, from 93 to 97, and took the strange decision to move away from here uh, for my PhD, uh, which I went to do uh, in Cambridge uh, until 2001. And then I did actually follow this path of going to the US for a postdoc, because that was the expected thing to do. Uh, and I believe for me it was the right thing to do because what I got out of that experience was learning how to work hard. I expected to go and work hard when I went there, but it sort of raised my level of intensity as a scientist. You can work hard wherever, but in an environment that was just totally focused on chemistry, uh, I really benefited from that experience. But I didn't only work while I was there. Um, I also got quite heavily into triathlon at the time. The first triathlon I did was a half Ironman triathlon in California. Uh, and that was brilliant. Um, and so I, I had an excellent work-life balance with no family um, of sort of a lot of time in the lab and then a lot of time uh, playing hard as well. I should say that my move there, actually, uh, I've sort of been followed or worked alongside my now wife in my sort of career progression. Uh, I met her as a PhD student in Cambridge. Uh, we were fortunate, I've been told not to use the word lucky today by Jenny. We were fortunate to both end up working in the same institute in the US. In fact, uh, one floor apart, that's the closest we've ever worked together. She's a virologist, uh, so it's rare that that would happen. Um, when we came back uh, to the UK, I didn't feel I was ready to, do, uh, to move to an academic position at that point. That was after two and a half years. And so I went back to Cambridge as a junior research fellow, uh, as Emma did, uh, working uh, now about two miles from each other, I suppose. Um, and I stayed there for four years, uh, which was, again, a fantastic time. Although kind of a fixed-term contract, I really enjoyed the freedom. And I look back on it now, and I think actually the time I had in the US was the most valuable time to me to develop as a researcher and start to develop independent ideas because I had much less pressure on me, other commitments, than I've had as I've gone on from that point. Um, so, yeah, so I spent four years in Cambridge, and the length of that time, so that's six and a half years post-docking in total before I started applying for academic jobs, and that was partly to coincide with my then now wife's uh, career progression as well, because she's also uh, a, an independent academic. Uh, and in fact, she got her independent job before I did, which was at uh, Warwick University, and we moved over back to Oxfordshire in 2007, now working 60 miles apart. Uh, and so we live now 30 miles uh, north of Oxford in Banbury, uh, so we both have a commute each way uh, to work each day. But I think that's about as good uh, a sort of balance as we can get for our career paths at this time, but I've certainly been fortunate with that. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about how I got this position, which I think is a, an important thing, fellowships, getting fellowships in a minute or two. But what's it like in my current role? I was trying to think of a good analogy, and I thought it's like running a marathon while juggling, uh, because I'm constantly running from place to place during the day, uh, juggling lots of things in my mind, at least, of deadlines I've got to meet, be it marking tutorial work, submitting grants, getting papers done when I want to get them done, going to collect children from nursery, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, things going on. 
the main things I would pick out there, I'm going to list them in a kind of priority order. The first is my family. Um, we have two great children under the age of three. Could I have done that while I was a postdoc? I don't know. Leslie says it's possible to pursue a part-time academic career. Uh, as a young career researcher, I think that would be really tough to get the position that you want. Uh, I'm being totally honest about that. I think it's so competitive and you have to have such a, a track record to get the job you want. I think that that's possible but really demanding. I think you would need luck to get the results you need to progress you if you're able to do that. It's not to say it can't be done, uh, but I think it's tough. So one thing about the family is I like Athena Swan because I think it's family focused. Uh, I know it's women focused, but I find it really valuable to, to look at the uh, sort of things that are being put in place from a family support point of view in this department. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, the, the second priority, although maybe one and a half, is my research group. Some of them are in the audience, uh, so I had to say that. Uh, but, but it is. I try and prioritise my research as much as I can during my working day. I will not do marking of undergraduate work during the day because I think it's distracting me from what I want to do while I'm in the department. So I put off all that kind of thing to the evening. I'll do that at night. Uh, the third priority is teaching. Unfortunately, in Oxford, we have to do three jobs. I have to do three jobs paid to do it. Uh, there's a lot of teaching to do, and uh, I think I have to try and succeed at doing all three of those jobs for the benefits of my students as, as well as family. Uh, and the fourth commitment is all the admin things we have to do, interviewing, examining, um, lecturing, going to careers days, things like this, the kind of additional stuff on top that you just deal with and get on with. It doesn't even count as a priority. It's just there and you just do it. Uh, so it's a really multifaceted uh, job and that's the thing I enjoy the most about it and I try and remain enthusiastic in all aspects of it. So, uh, issues encountered. Um, how many people should I apply to for a job along the way? I've only ever applied to one person at a time at each career point but I've really focused on that application uh, to make sure I uh, work for the person that I want to. That's worked out well for me. But I think the biggest challenge I've had is securing support for a fellowship. Uh, and for postdocs in the audience, that's probably top of your mind if you're thinking about pursuing an academic position. It was not easy. It was very murky, the process at Cambridge, about whether there was even an opportunity to get support. There wasn't. It took me a couple of years to work that out. Uh, but fortunately, coming to Oxford for uh, an academic interview, which I didn't get the job for, uh, I did get support for an EPSRC uh, fellowship application, and that has been uh, amazingly useful and supportive to me, and I found the department to be very supportive throughout that process, uh, and still are. So there are a number of fellowships out there. I think the EPSRC ones are particularly good uh, and possible to get, though becoming harder I think they want to see you doing something interdisciplinary now more uh, than just sort of your core science. I think they want to see you with some novel ideas. Uh, and so that sort of maybe brings me back to, uh, brings me on to advice. I think those novel ideas come from practicing writing research proposals and developing research ideas at an early stage, by which I mean during your first postdoc, so that you're getting into the habit of formulating. Uh, sort, of, sort of ideas for, for research in the future. You probably won't work on any of them. Uh, in my first research proposal for JRFs, 
I haven't worked on any of those ideas, maybe once as with a summer student. It doesn't matter. It's just the, it's just the, 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 the habit of getting into developing and researching uh, uh, new ideas for your, for your future. Um, don't be put off by failure, uh, particularly at the fellowship stage. It's hard, but it is possible to get them uh, with perseverance. Uh, pick the right job for you. When I was looking for jobs, my postdoc supervisor said, wait, don't apply for a teaching position in some random university because you'll never do any <coughs> research. You know, I'm saying that because we're in a very privileged position here of being able to focus on our research so much. And so I waited until I was able to apply for this job and thank goodness I did because it really has given me access to the best students I could have hoped to have had and that is fundamental to establishing a research group, I think. Um, and uh, what else would I say? Maximise your output. That means work hard uh, because you need to have a track record. You need to have good publications in order for people to take you seriously in your job applications. Uh, and by doing all that postdoc time, actually, that's something that really worked for me. I managed to get loads of really good publications, particularly out of my time in Cambridge, um, and, and still have done since leaving that group. Uh, and that's really helped um, with, with sort of moving forward. Um, I think try and think long term as soon as you can. Identify, particularly for the academic path, if that's what you want to follow, try and think about where you'd like to go. Uh, and ask for advice of supervisors, college advisors. You know, they may have opinions or useful things that they can say to you. So uh, maybe I'll just finish with why did I become an academic? I should have done that first. Uh, why did I become an academic? I think I did spend some time working uh, in industry while I was a PhD student, and I just didn't really enjoy it uh, because I hope there's no industrialists here. There maybe are at the back of the room. Uh, I, I just kind of didn't want to talk about mortgages and the route to work every day and this kind of thing, and I just felt that the, the lab side of things, they weren't really into taking enough risks. I didn't always want to do chemistry that worked. Uh, I wanted to be able to find solutions to problems, and I think my group would testify that we're still in that situation now, uh, unfortunately, some of the time. Um, and so that's kind of, I didn't know from the outset that I wanted to pursue an academic career path, but it became more obvious to me as I went along that that's what I wanted to do, and now I don't know what I would have done instead of that. So I think that's probably a good point to finish.